the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. He did it again. Yeah, Donald Trump says something every day, or maybe it's every 15 minutes if you count Twitter. Uh, Last night at a rally in Montana, he made reference to uh, Congressman Greg Gianforte for doing this to a reporter from The Guardian last May. Now, you don't have to see the video. The sound is enough here. And yeah, you we'll talk it? to you about that later. Yeah, but there's not going to be time. I'm just curious if okay, you have to Speak right with now. Shane, please. But you don't. Sick and tired of you guys. The last time you came in here, you did the same thing. Get the hell out of here. Get the hell out of here. The last guy did the same thing. You were the Guardian? Yes, and you just broke my glasses. You, the last guy did the same damn thing. You just body slammed me and broke my glasses. Get the hell out of here. You'd like me to get the hot up here, I'd also like to call the police. Can I get you guys' names? Hey, hey you gotta leave. He just body slammed me. You gotta leave. Yeah, uh, yeah, he just got body slammed by a congressman. This doesn't happen a lot, but uh, there was a time, you know, when a president, if he knew a guy like that was in the vicinity and might show up at his rally, he would do everything he could to instruct his people, hey, whatever you do, don't let this guy show up. I don't want to deal with a guy... I, I can't be dealing with a guy who body slams somebody from the media. The media will trash me. I, I just keep him away. I, I'm not going to talk about him. Let's, you know, I don't want to get involved in that. Believe me, for the last hundred years, anything like that uh, that would have uh, had occurred with somebody in the same party as the president, and he's there for a rally, he would say, I, "I'm not coming there." First of all, I'm not. I don't want to be associated with this guy. But if I have to do a rally for somebody else or for the Democrats in general, just here's th- this guy, uh, Greg Gianforte. I don't want him around. Keep him out of here. I don't want to be embarrassed by the body slam. But uh, things have changed. Here's what Donald Trump said last night. But Greg is smart. And by the way, never wrestle him. You understand that? Never. Any guy that can do a body slam, he's my kind of... He's my guy. And he was way up. And he was way up. And I said, oh, this was like the day of the election or just before. And I said, oh, this is terrible. He's going to lose the election. Then I said, well, wait a minute. I know Montana pretty well. I think it might help him. And it did. The guy is smart. He knows. Now, it may offend people. It may offend you. It may not be right. It may not be right at all. It may be dangerous because the president of the United States is encouraging violence against the the press, the free press. I'll give you all that. But the guy knows his audience. He knows his base. He knows what works. And most guys would have run and hid, hidden from that um, episode, and they would never have brought it up. And if they, as I said before, they, the first thing he would do is tell the guy not to show up anywhere near him. Or he would say, I'm not coming to Montana to talk about some, to, to endorse some guy who body slammed a media person. And, I'm, I, and if I do go there, I don't want this guy around me. Instead, he introduces the guy and says, this guy, don't, don't wrestle him. Uh, I'm sorry, but things have changed and it worked for him. So... That's uh, that's where we are right now. We got a pretty good show here uh, coming up. I want to get to the break quickly because uh, coming up after the break, I have a guy who I I think you've heard of. Um, he's a uh, a Milwaukee sheriff, uh, and uh, I think you've seen him on just about uh, every cable TV station, channel, news channel, uh, at some point or another over the last couple of years. It's Sheriff David Clark, America's sheriff. We'll be coming up uh, when we come back from this break. Stick around. Are you about to pay double? 
trouble for new windows, siding, or doors? If you haven't called Windows R Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, gutters, siding doors, and of course, windows. Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months and up to $20,000 on new vinyl, fiberglass, or wood windows. With options like triple-pane glass and names like Pella, no hidden fees or surprises ever. Your no-loophole lifetime warranty covers everything, including glass breakage, at no additional cost. Mention AM1250 with your free estimate for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company, windowsrspittsburgh.com. This is Dr. Sebastian Gorka. President Obama's eight years of leading from behind left the world in flames. From Russia's invasion of Ukraine to North Korea's missile tests and a growing ISIS caliphate. Under President Trump, American leadership is being restored. But that does not mean our enemies have disappeared. That's why I wrote my new book, Why We Fight, Defeating America's Enemies with No Apologies. As a former deputy assistant to President Trump for strategy, I explain the threats posed by enemies like Russia, China, and the global jihadi movement. We must know our enemies and have the will to defeat them. In my book, Why We Fight, we take off the political correctness blinders of the Obama years and learn how we can vanquish our enemies without mortal combat. Sebastian Gorka's new book, Why We Fight, Defeating America's Enemies with No Apologies, is available now from Amazon and Barnes & Noble. What's the biggest concerns when you're planning for retirement? It's making sure that your nest egg will last as long as you do. Unfortunately, there's no one right way to do that because everyone's situation is different. And that's why it's so important to work with a team that takes the time to get to know you. A team that understands your goals for retirement. Only then can you decide what kind of retirement strategy is going to work best for you. Kevin Bach at Integrity Retirement Solutions can help you assemble your retirement puzzle. Kevin will help you take the guesswork out of retirement by creating a customized strategy that can help you generate a steady stream of income for the duration of your retirement. For a complimentary consultation, call 724-837-3553. Call 724-837-3553. Or visit IntegrityRetirementSolutions.com. Insurance and annuities offered through Kevin Bach, PA Insurance License Number 352896. You know the moment. The homework and dishes are done. Your family responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lie back. It's that end of day. Ah, That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-comforting orthopedic made locally at the original mattress factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made, honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com Truth is timeless. At the Original Mattress Factory, our business philosophy is based on honesty and truth, and it never changes. Simply stated, we treat our customers the way we want to be treated ourselves. This means we treat people with respect, we educate rather than manipulate, and we offer genuine value and substantial savings, not simply by saying it, but by proving it with cutaways of our mattresses compared side-by-side with the mainstream brands. Stop by one of our store locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. My guest today is a guy you've seen a lot on your favorite cable news channel and maybe on some that may not be your favorites. Uh, He's been around a lot. He's a former Milwaukee sheriff. He's the author of a book called Cop Under Fire, Beyond Hashtags of Race, Crime, and Politics, for a better America. He's with us right now. David Clark, thanks for being here. Thanks for the introduction, and hello to you listeners. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, uh, what's the core message of your in your book before we go on here? Basically, the subtitle, uh, Beyond Hashtags of Race, Crime, and Politics for Better America. I touch on some of these lightning rod issues, and I get to expand on them. You know, most people, uh, they get to see me on TV and hear me a little on radio. Radio's a little better. A platform, I believe, you get a little more time. But on TV, you got you have to talk in sound bites. Right. You might get two to three minutes to make a point. And so, the book, what the book does, is it takes some of those points and it expands on them. It builds the case, if you will. It builds the argument, 
uh, for my position on things like race, crime, police, uh, politics in America. We get stuck too often in these things, and so what I offer is a way out. So um, how much pushback do you get from fellow uh, black police officers, uh, you know, over the last couple of years when you've become so visible? Do you have to deal with the usual stuff that comes with being black and conservative and, you know, being a traitor and all that stuff? Oh, no, nothing from black police officers. Look, the majority of black police officers, they, they what they realize is that we're all blue. So I don't get too much pushback from them. The pushback I get to hate, really, it's not pushback to hate. It's from the left media. It's from uh, uh, Democrats and, and, and liberals in general. Um, that's interesting because um, I, I just it's I wonder what the what it's like in, in the average police force. Uh, you might get the impression that there would be some kind of a black white divide there on on all the stuff that's surrounding it and all the you know being bombarded with all this stuff every time there's a shooting or any kind of an incident uh it, that people are not taking sides in police forces around the country not generally you know you may have one or two that 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 does that that steps outside of that and uh um acts that way or behaves that way but the thing is when you're on the when you're on the street when you're in some of these uh, situations, the only person you can really rely on and count on for your life is that uh, that cop sitting next to you in that, that cruiser or that squad car. And so you learn early on that that's why they call it the thin blue line. There's not as many of us as there are the bad guys. And so we have to watch each other's backs. We have to, you know, cover. And I'm talking about in terms of uh, uh, life and death situations. So most Cops, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, whatever you you get early, you get get it early on that uh, it's really we're all blue. Yeah, I, and I have I want to run a a, um, a local story by you um, here. We have a we had a police officer um, arrested and charged with murder for shooting a seventeen year old kid who was running away from him. And I don't know if you you know about the case. Uh, it was uh, a few months ago, and the reason I'm bringing it up is that. The uh, the the executive director of the Allegheny County Democratic Committee resigned. Actually, he was fired, but they say resigned because he had uh, done something on Facebook where he I guess he knew this police officer and he 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 said that he was a good guy and a good cop and he was helping to raise money for his defense fund. And the local Democratic uh, committee uh, got rid of him. And it struck me as another case of uh, we're dealing with another case of uh, guilty until proven innocent because I mean, yeah, that, that was a defense fund. What a shame. But, you know, and I don't know all the facts surrounding the shooting. I'm, I'm kind of aware of it that it happened, but I'm real careful to uh, start to opine on these right. uh, very delicate issues when I don't have all the facts and circumstances. But I'll say this, you know, all cops really want to do is judge by the rule of law. Let's. I remind people, you know, to, to uh, don't rush to judgment. He is innocent until proven guilty. Who knows what the jury's going to do? Who knows what, what kind of case uh, the prosecution will offer? But I'll tell you what, what, what troubles me is uh, many of these prosecutions are p- politically motivated. I didn't say all of them. I said many. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw in Baltimore where the Baltimore, after Freddie Gray uh, charged the six uh, officers, you know, to prevent further riots from breaking out. That's not what you're supposed to be doing. So, you know, that's why I say that, uh, and, and these are bang-bang situations. I've investigated these. I was never involved in one myself in my 40 years, thank God. But I've investigated uh, police-related uh, uh, use of force that led to a death. I've supervised these scenes. I was on the police officer shooting team that investigated all um, uh, police-related shootings. So I'm aware of how these things work. They happen very quickly, and, you know, there's Supreme Court decisions covering this sort of thing, the use of force, and one of the things that uh, one of the cases says is you, you can't judge this in the hindsight of 2020. You can't sit back later on, all oh, this is what we do, you know, and, and, and freeze frame by freeze frame. That's fine for evidence, but you have to keep in mind that when this happened in real time, it probably took... You know, a couple seconds. Right. Usually, well, I don't know. I say most most of these uh, things are over in, in less than five seconds, and so that's why they give the, the benefit of the doubt on um, the reasonableness test. That's what we want to be judged by. You give the benefit of the doubt to the cop. It's interesting, uh, and we're talking to Sh- uh, Sheriff David Clark, uh, America's sheriff, here on uh, AM twelve fifty. The answer. Um, 
uh, right after that shooting took place, it was back in June, actually, that it happened, um, I, a, a state trooper that I know uh, was telling me that he takes, and I'm sure you're familiar with this kind of stuff, he, he does a, uh, has to go through a test using videos where he has his gun and uh, his weapon, and he's supposed to um, uh, react to various scenarios that they portray on this video. And there's somebody in the room there uh, creating these scenarios that he can uh, choose from, and the the, the, the cop doesn't know what's going to come up. So he's supposed to react, and, and it's a test to see how he reacts and whether he should use lethal force or take you know use his gun. And he told me, he said, I take that test, and he said... I'm dead nine out of ten times. That's yeah. what he. That's what he told me. Does that make sense to you, or yeah. does that sound familiar to you? Yeah, you're talking about the shoot, don't shoot scenarios. Yeah, um, you're right. You know, cops they will sometimes hesitate, and 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 that's okay. The, the cop gets to make that call, uh, but however, you know, that could cost you your life. And, and I think the shoot, don't shoot scenario pointed that out to that state trooper. There, also, we put uh, when I was a sheriff, it wasn't that long ago. It was a year ago that I retired. But we put citizens through uh, a citizens academy, and we put them through that. And the citizens did the same thing. They shot people they shouldn't have shot. They didn't shoot when they should have. And that's the way real life is. You don't know. You never know. But it could cost you life. Or, you know what? You may shoot somebody. It turned out something they had in their hand was a cell phone. But it's at night. It's like I said. It happens in in, in, a, in a split second. You got a split second to make that decision. That's called a mistake. That is not a call of crime. Most state statutes have a mistakes uh, uh, clause that says, you know, if a mistake is made and, and something that may be criminal, but then that's not a crime. And we pay civil torts. We pay civil, uh, uh, you know, there's civil cases that you can you can do. You come, you sue the county, you sue the city, whatever, you sue the agency. And that's how we make people whole. It doesn't bring the person back, but that's how we make their, their loved ones and their families whole by paying out money. We don't. Uh, burn the cop at the stake, you know, because of the the, the um, uh, demands of an angry mob. Mm-hmm. Now, I want you to hear something here, uh, Sheriff. Um, this is uh, I just saw this on the internet today. Um, this is a, a video. I think it might be taken from the uh, the, the the cops camera. The uh, and and it's it's a it's an 11 year old black kid and a 13 year old black kid who had been playing around with a BB gun, and someone called the police. And this is the, uh, and I'm going to tell you what the ACLU's response was to this after you hear this uh, this uh, video. But listen to what the cop is saying to these two kids. Regardless of what people say about the dudes wearing this uniform, okay, we care, all right? We, we legitimately care. The last thing I ever want to do is shoot an 11-year-old man because your life hasn't even got started yet. And it could have ended. Right. Because I wouldn't have missed. I could have killed you. I want you to think about that tonight when you go to bed. You could be gone. Everything you want to do in this life could have been over. Uh, I think he he gave one of the kids a ride home after that. And the kids were sitting there and they had their faces blacked out and everything. And they and the kids were saying, yes, sir, and no, sir. They were very polite. They, you could tell they were terrified. Um, but the ACLU tweeted that uh, this was just another – him saying that he could have killed these two kids is more proof that the, the uh, black – young black men have an issue with cops trying to kill them. That was ACLU's response. Yeah, well, you know, who cares what the ACLU thinks? Um, <laughs> that was a stupid statement by them. But you know what? I, I think that was excellent work by that cop. He took the time afterwards. Uh, to explain the situation, teach them some life lessons that those kids may have. I don't know those kids. I'm not rushing the judgment here, but they may not be learning at home. Um, and so that's the kind of thing that we want our law enforcement officers to do. They don't do it all the time. They're not required, but that's the kind of thing that I think can go a long way in helping these kids. And I, if you go, in my book, Cop Under Fire, I uh, relayed a similar situation. I wasn't playing around with a gun, but I had an interaction with a cop. And I was punking off, uh, but my dad was there. My dad came out of the house. My dad asked the officers, what's going on? They said, oh, we thought your son called us over here. And, and then uh, uh, the cops said, well, let's let you handle it, sir. And Because and they knew my dad would, see. They knew my dad would. My dad said, get in the house. And when I got in the house, this is, this is in, a, in a chapter in the book. He said, why are you screwing with the cops? You know, I'm a, I'm a like 12, 13-year-old kid. Right. You, know, you stare down at the floor, and you're being admonished. And my dad said, leave the cops alone. Okay, huge lesson to me. 
huge lesson in terms of respect for law enforcement, respect mm-hmm. for authority. Many kids aren't getting that today. So that this cop took the time to do that, I thought was excellent. We're talking to David Clark. He's the author of Cop Under Fire, Beyond Hashtags of Race, Crime, and Politics for a Better America. Got to ask you about Antifa. Uh, running wild in the streets. Uh, I don't know if it's happening more uh, as much as it seems to be or whether we're seeing it so much on video that it, maybe we're getting a, an impression that it's you know happening more often than it actually is. But uh, just as a, as a law enforcement um, officer, what's your response when you see these people taking over cities and blocking traffic and doing all that stuff? Yeah, look, Antifa is, is a, a bunch of jackbooted thugs, okay? They... They um, uh, instigate political violence. We've seen it. And they're, they're a bunch of anarchists. They advocate for the killing of police officers. They advocate for the downfall of the United States government, lawfully constituted government, that is. Anytime they show up, there's going to be trouble. They show up looking to initiate con- uh, confrontation. And, and when they can't do it from the other side that's there, they take it out on the police. We've seen where they attack the police because there's no one else to attack. Um, I, I find it unfathomable that Democrat leaders, party leaders, will not condemn the actions of this group. It's because it's the Democrat Party's fighting force. That's why they won't. Uh, they're, they're, when they when they show up, like I said, it's to initiate com- uh, confrontation. They show up ready. I've called them a paramilitary group because they resemble one. They, they show up all dressed the same, you know, like a, a tacit uniform. Uh, they have their faces covered. They show up with clubs, two-by-fours, sticks, rocks, and knives, looking and ready for battle. That's what a paramilitary group does. So I would see law enforcement across the country would be a little more assertive in dealing with them and using all reasonable force to prevent Antifa uh, from, you know, initiating some sort of, of action or reaction from the other side. And then they look, you know, they, they, they snap a few pictures and say, oh, look, we got attacked too. No, they didn't. They didn't get attacked. So, you know, they, they call themselves Antifa. They're, they're not anti-fascists. They embody fascism. These totalitarian bigots will not put up with anybody whose views different from theirs. So until, and I've been talk, calling this political violence, and it's important to frame it properly so that you apply the right remedies. They are not a protest group. They are not counter-demonstrators. They are an anarchist group looking for trouble. The law enforcement officers who are being told to stand down in defense of the frontline cop, they're under orders. Okay, they have to obey orders, but they're being told by their chiefs, their mayors, and, and some higher-ups in the department to stand down and let Antifa uh, do what they want to do. Well, I'll tell you what. They have an obligation to protect the public and to keep the peace. That's why we have police, right, to defend the rule of law and to keep the peace. If they're not going to do it, and I remind citizens of this because I have the right and everybody has a right to go to a political rally or wear a Make America Great uh, Again baseball cap. That's a political statement if you're wearing that cap. That is guaranteed under the First Amendment. You can engage in uh, and participate in political activity. So when Antifa comes along and grabs your hat off your head or threatens you or intimidates you like we saw in Portland uh, within this last week, that is a violation of that person's civil rights. They're participating in in political activity. So I'd like to see the United States Department of Justice get involved under the federal riot statutes and under civil rights, uh, the Civil Rights Act, and start to charge some of these goons and hold them accountable for their antics. Hey, uh, uh, David, I'm out of time. I wish I had more time. I'm up against a hard break. I appreciate you coming on. Cop under fire, beyond hashtags of race, crime, and politics for a better America. you got 10 seconds. Give me your website. AmericasSheriff.com. That's AmericasSheriff.com. Thank you very much. Thanks for being on. My pleasure, sir. Okay. You all. God bless you. All right. Thank you. David Clark, pretty good, eh? We'll be back in just a second here. Uh, we're going to talk about a guy who got booted out of the uh, Democrat Party for, well, I don't know what. We're going to find out what he got kicked out for. That's coming up next right here on AM 1250, The Answer, John Stoggerwald Show. Stick around.
with SRN News. I'm Val Dior. Government cooperation to fight election tampering may be improving. Election officials and federal cybersecurity agents are touting improved collaboration aimed at deterring efforts to tamper with elections. In 2016, uh, amid possible Russian meddling, federal officials were first accused of being too tight-lipped on intelligence about possible hacking into state systems. The first test of this new and improved relationship could come on November 6th. First, it was an attack on giant servings of soda. Now New York City announcing a national effort to reduce sugar in packaged foods by 20%. The endeavor is being undertaken by the National Salt and Sugar Reduction Initiative, a partnership of about 100 health departments and related groups. On Wall Street, the Dow ending up 65 to 25,444. NASDAQ closing down 36, S&P down 1. For more details, srnnews.com. Is gold and silver part of your portfolio? If not, let me tell you why it should be. The value of the dollar continues to diminish, and we're heading into a crucial midterm election that could have a substantial impact on the stock market. Noted economists are warning of a stock market crash. The time is now to secure your wealth with precious metals by calling the Gold Silver Group today at 800-679-0870. The Gold Silver Group is here for you with low prices and fast shipping on all precious metals delivered to your doorstep. Don't wait for politicians to decide your future. Safeguard your wealth from Wall Street, big banks, and corrupt officials. Whether you want a precious metals IRA or a private investment, don't wait for another collapse like 2008. The world is changing. Are you ready? Call the Gold Silver Group now for free information at 800-679-0870. That's 800-679-0870. 800-679-0870. That's 800-679-0870. November 6th is going to be the most important midterm election in American history. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. Join me, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, political analyst Gary Bauer, my colleague Hugh Hewitt, and the full resources of SRN News and Town Hall News as we watch the returns come in locally and nationwide. Will the Republicans retain control of the U.S. Senate? Can the Democrats wrestle back into power in the House? And who will win the key races for governor from coast to coast? Find out as I host Midterm Election Night 2018, brought to you by MyPillow. Tuesday, November 6th from 7 to 11, here on AM 1250, The Answer. Getting close to retirement? Experienced a nice Trumponomics bump in your portfolio? Well, we know the market goes up, and unfortunately, we also know it goes down. Don't risk your retirement to market whims. Learn how you can lock in those gains today by spending time with the team at Marley Financial. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial can help you design a retirement plan that is bulletproof against the market's ups and downs. The team at Marley Financial uses a multitude of different techniques to make sure that you have a retirement plan that is tax-friendly, stable, and worry-free. Oh, and speaking of tax, Did you know that Marley Financial can handle that too? With all the changes in the tax laws, be sure you're taking advantage of the best possible deduction and make sure you know what adjustments to make for your overall financial picture going forward. Call today for a no-obligation consultation to see just how for 25 years the clients at Marley Financial have never had a retirement plan fail. Call 724-884-1496 today. 724-884-1496 or visit them at MarleyFG.com. Stop by Lowe's and get the supplies you need to refresh your home in time for holiday guests. Welcome family and friends to a whole new style with Allen & Roth Laminate Flooring, now only $129 per square foot. Then, finish your new look with Valspar Simplicity Paint and Primer in one, starting at $25.98. It goes on smooth and resists marks, scuffs, and everyday wear. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Flooring offer valve through 11-7. While supplies last, see store for details, U.S. only. Healthy pets, healthy people, focusing on a natural, holistic approach for human and animal wellness. Host Dr. Edmund Sokowski and his guests discuss various topics on health and wellness for us and our companion animals. Airs each Saturday, live from 9 to 10 in the morning on 1250 AM, The Answer. Giving you the opportunity to call in with your questions. A healthy pet is a happy pet and being healthy makes people happy. Tune in, listen, learn, be well. In traffic, we've got the answer. Very busy out there with some delays on the outbound Parkway North McKnight Road up to Cemetery Lane. Also busy on the outbound Liberty Bridge. And the Parkway East is really heavy outbound. Second Avenue out to Edgewood Swissvale. Slow inbound Edgewood Swissvale to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Second Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Also looking at a busy ride inbound Parkway West. Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel and outbound from Banksville Road to Carnegie. I'm Jenny Robinson on AM 1250. The answer. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. 
Mostly cloudy tonight with a couple of showers around those 45 to 49. Clouds and breaks of sunshine tomorrow with a passing shower or two. Breezy 55 degrees. Brisk and colder tomorrow night. An evening shower around and a couple of rain or snow showers later tomorrow night into Sunday morning. Low 34. Clouds and sun the rest of Sunday 44. I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle on AM 1250. The answer. This is the John Stackerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Social media changed the world, and not just in a good way. Um, lots of people have lost jobs, lots of other things uh, because of, I don't know, one tweet or one posting on Facebook. Uh, Mark Salvis is a good example of that. He was the executive director of the Allegheny County Democratic Committee until last week when he resigned. As a result of reaction to some tweets and Facebook postings, he's with us now. Thanks for being here, Mark. Thank you, John. Thanks for having me. Is resigned, in this case, uh, a, a euphemism for being fired? Pretty pretty much. I'd say so, yes. <laughs> uh, uh, so, I mean, uh, the, the committee um, solicitor, Jim Byrne, uh, told us yesterday, and this is a quote, he was not fired. He resigned last week, and we accepted his res- resignation. We don't comment on personnel matters. That's it, unquote. That's exactly what he said. So he's not telling the truth. Well, that's been the line, and I can appreciate them holding the line. Um, but I was asked for my resignation. So when you ask somebody for their resignation <laughs> versus flat-out firing them, I would say it's one and the same. What happens if you say no? Well, I think then, um, you then, know, then it leads to firing. So yeah. I think it's one and the same. Because they're not gonna, yeah. If they've asked for my resignation, I can't see them keeping me. Yeah, and what does the executive director of the Democratic Committee do? What, what's your job in that capacity? Basically, you run the headquarters. Um, you assist the chair with any and all duties that are necessary. You assist with fundraising and outreach and candidate assistance and um, overseeing any of the needs of the individual committees that make up the total county committee throughout Allegheny County. Uh, you field the phone calls. Uh, you coordinate with the state party. You attend meetings in the evenings of the, the local um, town committees. Um, you assist with fundraising, planning events. Uh, you pretty much run the entire show um, at the at whatever is given to you or directed to you by the chair. And were you shocked when they asked you for your resignation, or did you see this coming? I saw it coming, um, just because of the way things building up. Um, I was uh, I was there. I could see the pressure coming. I had done this job ten years ago, um, and and you're you're correct. You're spot on with how social media has changed everything when i did this job 10 years ago social media wasn't even it was just a blip on the radar right uh nowadays it's just the changes information moves so quickly and it's used to organize and to in this case um organize against me and attack my character which was completely uh untrue but you're right social media completely changed the entire dynamic of politics um, I mean, Donald Trump has used it to his benefit. He's got, what, 100 million followers or something, and it allows him to go over the heads of the media and write to the people he wants to reach. But it, uh, you know, it doesn't always work out well for, for uh, people in politics because it's, you know, one tweet or one Facebook posting can kill you, right? It can. And in my case, this, uh, these posts, uh, one of them was over a year old. So somebody who, you know, when you have a Facebook account, you usually connect with people who you consider to be friends, not strangers. So somebody had to have gone and trolled my Facebook page, found a picture that they deemed to be racially offensive, and spread it throughout a network, throughout their own network. Um, and as you said, it just it came back on me. So well, you know, it's... Uh, I didn't find it offensive, but they misunderstood it and they characterized it however they wanted to to their advantage. Well, this is what the State Democratic Committee Chairwoman Nancy Mills said, and this is a quote also. Uh, we, have a zero t- we have zero tolerance for sexual harassment or racism of any kind. I think Chairwoman Kelly, I guess she's the one who asked for your resignation, I think Chairwoman Kelly made the right decision once she was aware of the issues. So who is this Chairwoman Kelly, and what was it that she thought was racist? So Eileen Kelly is the new um, county Democratic chairwoman. She took over for Nancy Patton Mills when Nancy became the state party chair. Uh, Nancy, um, they, they both ran against each other. Eileen got the most votes. Eileen became the new county chair. Now, I have to disagree with, with Nancy with that statement because if standing for the flag and showing my patriotism is considered racially offensive, 
then I think we need to sit down and reevaluate what we stand for in the Democratic Party. I don't see how what I posted at all was considered racially offensive. I can understand how they tried to tie it to the NFL movement, but, you know, I was a Marine. I served for seven years. I fought in the Gulf War. I have been unabashedly patriotic my entire life. People who know me know this. So it was no surprise to those who knew me to see me post something that says I stand for the flag. Mm-hmm. Now you said you you're, was it a tweet or a Facebook post? It was a picture that I put a filter over top of. It was a picture of my wife and I, and it, it was out on Facebook, yes. And it, and it said what? It said, I stand for the flag and I kneel at the cross. That's it? That's it. Now, there, were, there was other, uh, is that, and was that the one that did it? Is that the one that cost you your job? That's the one that started it, definitely started it, uh, started the momentum, and then um, they continued to troll a page that my, my wife and I had posted a, a Facebook um, posting in support of Officer Michael Rosfeld, who we have known since the young man was three years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we were actually out of the state when we learned of the shooting. Uh, we were on vacation, and I can tell you, it floored us. Um, it was like somebody punched us in the stomach. Well, let, let me just that. stop you there for a minute, Mark, because I want uh, sure. you're, you're talking about uh, Michael Rosfeld. He's the the officer who has been charged with murder for killing uh, Antoine Rose back in June. So go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, and you know, we what we did is as soon as we learned about this, we called the family immediately. Their family and my family have been connected for years. We have known each other literally. I want to say it, like I said, I've known uh, Michael since he was three years old. They're, he's 30 years old now, so it tells you how long that our families have been connected. Um, they have been there for my wife and I and for my extended family whenever we were in need. And all we did, all we wanted to do was recognize that a tragedy took place. A young man lost his life. Both sides were grieving. Now, I don't know the Rose family, but I do know the Rossfeld family. Mm-hmm. And I do know Michael Rossfeld. And all we wanted to do was try to find some way to support him and his family during their time of need. It wasn't about taking sides or being racist or, in the case of the people who post these against me, they kept saying that we were supporting the murderer cop. Sure. And I just kept thinking, sure, you're going to spin it however you want, but you don't know this young man like I do. Again, you know, no one needs to look past the fact that that Juan Rose lost his life. That's a tragedy. And as you said in your earlier segment, there will be a day in court. Uh, that, you know, we're a nation of laws, and they will figure out whether or not Michael is guilty or not. But in the meantime, there's still two families on each side that are grieving, and all we wanted to do was be there for the family that we knew and offer support. Yeah, I mean, we don't, we can't litigate that that case here. But um, uh, the sheriff who was on the last segment, um, Sheriff Clark, he said that these things happen in real time, and they happen in over you know a two or three second. Uh, it happens in like two or three seconds, and and so exactly. to to look back on it with twenty twenty hindsight, it's not fair. Maybe he's guilty, but that's why we'll, they'll have a trial. But uh, for them to for people to find a, an issue with you trying to help him get a good defense, even if even if you are uh, guilty of murder, you're still uh, you still deserve a good defense to make sure that you. You know what I mean? It's a, it's um, yeah, yeah. People who you might he might end up pleading guilty to it, but you still need a lawyer. You still need you have you to know, you have to pay for that. And I know that the police unions have funds that assist officers when they're in need. And we had actually looked past that. My wife and I had debated whether or not we, we knew we were going to get some backlash from this from from some people. Uh-huh. However, we just said, you know, we know these people. We have to do something for them. They're not rich. They're a very good middle class family. Um, and, you know, we just thought, well, let's see if maybe we can just help them with groceries. Maybe we can just help them with words of support. Anything that would just help them through this time, because, you know, this is going to go on for a long time. Um, and, and, you know, as, as Sheriff Clark said, it's, it's a tragedy that it happened, but it was split-second decision-making, and that's not for me to judge. I'm not going to judge whether or not he made the right decision. I haven't had that training, so... None of that came into my mind. None of it came into black and white. It was, I know this family, they're grieving, they're in need. They've been there for me, and I'm not going to walk away from people who I consider family as well. That's just not what we do. Uh, There was another uh, Democratic uh, committee person who said that uh, it was because the he said African Americans are the backbone of the Democratic Party, and you can't, can't, uh, I think there was something about a Confederate flag also. 
Uh, I don't know if that's yeah. what caused him to say that, but he, he said that you know you can't you can't be working for the Democratic Party uh, and be offending the backbone of the party, which is African Americans. Yeah, I, I've heard those those criticisms and those comments from others, and I just keep thinking, you know, it goes back to this. Prior to me resigning, no official, aside from the county chair, um, I won't get into the conversations that we had. I think that needs to remain private between her and I, but. Um, no one came to me and said, Mark, what do those posts mean to you? Or why did you post them? Or anything. It just went straight to Mark Salvis is a racist and he needs to go. And I never got the chance to publicly defend myself. Um, and there was one elected official who did say that he knows me and he knows me to not, to, to not be a racist, which really appreciated that, appreciated that he came out and said that. But he said I needed to be more sensitive to what I posted. And my, my comeback to that was, when I'm looking at something as, a, as black and white as I'm patriotic, I'm going to post this, I served my country, I'm not, I don't think I have to apologize for that. Where I, I can understand if they want to twist it and make it a racial issue, sure. Well, then we're going to have a debate about that. Why twist it? Why not come and ask me exactly what it means and let's talk about exactly what it was. It was a patriotic post that I posted because I believe in the flag. Now, I don't disagree necessarily with the cause. If the NFL players want to kneel, they have the right to do that. Again, the flag and the national anthem and the country we live in gives you the protections to do that. So more power to you. Go ahead and protest however you want. I'm just saying that in my case, I won't be kneeling. I'll be standing for the flag. I just wish somebody would have come and talked to me about that and said, what's your point of view? You know, why exactly did you post that? And what are those, what does the flag mean to you? Well, there's not a lot of room for nuance uh, when it comes to stuff like this, is there? No, not at all. Not in today's political environment. You are literally, as you said, uh, you are guilty until proven innocent in some cases, and that's what happened to me. Well, how does this make you feel about the makeup uh, and the direction of the Democratic Party? Well, I, I don't like the way it's going, honestly. I think um, when we prejudge people and we, we don't sit down and talk, uh, I don't like that direction at all. I think that um, I consider myself a moderate Democrat. I always have. Mm -hmm. I can see the best in both sides. I can sit down with my Republican friends and have a very good, passionate debate and still, you know, smoke a cigar and shake hands at the end of the day when it's over and still be friends. But the people who are driving the narrative nowadays just seem to have hijacked both parts, if you will. And, and it concerns me that, at least in my own party, that I was judged guilty before anyone even talked to me and labeled me and impugned my character before anybody even said, you know, Mark's a good guy. Um, you know, if we look at his background, we look at his upbringing, we look at his family makeup, we know that he's not a racist. So there must be something else. Let's go find out what happened with this post. And that didn't happen because we just rushed to judgment. It's all that, that quick gotcha. You mm -hmm. know, we, we got we to gotta get him. We got to, you know, we got to get him and get him quick. And it's just an ugly environment that, that we work or that, you know, in the case of me, I, I used to work in, but uh, we lose him. Are, are you still there, Mark? Uh, we lost him. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, uh, Mark, uh, that's Mark Salvis. He's the he was was the executive director of the Allegheny County Democratic Committee until last week when he resigned or actually was fired. You want to try the call again, Aaron? Uh, uh, and let's take a break. And if we can get him back, we'll finish up with him. We'll be right back. Have you ever seen a pest controller spraying chemicals in your home? It makes you wonder, if their chemicals are safe, then why do they suit up and wear respirators only to leave you to walk back in unprotected? G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free, and I'm here to tell you there's a better way. In an age where we now have the choice to drive electric cars, you too can electronically rid your home or business of unwanted rodents and pests. The answer is Plug-In Pest Free. 100% chemical-free, Plug-In Pest-Free is your safest bet for your family and pets. Our best-seller, the Plug-In Pest-Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair dinkum. 
So order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code SAVE20 for 20% off plus free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's gopestfree.com, promo code SAVE20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. GoPestFree.com today. Are you about to pay double for roof replacement or repair? If you haven't called Windows or Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double with over 50 years in home remodeling. Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for siding, doors, gutters, downspouts, and roof replacement and repair. Factory certified by North America's largest roof manufacturer, Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months on up to $20,000. Windows R Us will match any competitor's price. No hidden fees or surprises ever. Schedule a free roof inspection today. Mention AM1250 for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company. Windows R Us, more than a window company. Visit windowsruspittsburgh.com. Designing a successful retirement strategy is a lot like building a house. You can't break ground until you first have a solid floor plan. To pour and set a sturdy foundation, it takes a number of tools like income strategies, tax and legacy planning, and healthcare options. Each brick must be laid one by one to build the house from the ground up. Now, in between each brick, cement holds everything together, much like Kevin Bach at Integrity Retirement Solutions. Kevin acts as a sort of general contractor for your retirement. He works with estate planners, tax professionals, attorneys, and others to make sure your bases are covered. Call Kevin at 728-837-3553 and ask about the six pillars of a successful retirement. That's 724-837-3553 or visit IntegrityRetirementSolutions.com. Don't trust your dream retirement to just anyone. Build from the ground up with Kevin Bach. Kevin Bach does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Insurance and annuities offered through Kevin Bach, Pennsylvania Insurance License number 352-896. You know the moment. The workday is over. Your daily responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lie back. It's that end of day. Ah. That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-soothing serenity made locally at the Original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made. Honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com Did you know that when you buy a mattress from a retail store, that mattress is being sold for the second time? What do I mean? Well, the manufacturer sells the mattress to the retailer who in turn sells it to you with costs and markups for both parties. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have our own factory right here at our store. So the mattress you buy is being sold for the first and only time. That's why our prices are hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see for yourself. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Okay, we're back with Mark Salvas. We lost him there for a minute. Uh, He's the former executive director of uh, Allegheny County Democratic Committee who was... Uh, fired la- uh, last week, uh, Mark. Sorry about that. Uh, I, I just wanted. Sorry, to f- I just wanted to finish up with you. Um, uh, you were talking about uh, being a moderate in the Democratic Party, and I'm wondering if there is uh, less and less room for people like you in the Democratic Party these days. Because I, let's so you know, I mean, I'm a conservative, and I'm hoping the Democrats get their clocks cleaned uh, in two weeks from <laughs> Tuesday. So I, you know, I'm I'm not. I have no sympathy for him whatsoever, but I'm just wondering, as a guy who's been in the party, you know, your whole life, uh, is there room for uh, people like you? I think there is. Um, I think the problem is mainstream Democrats, moderate Democrats like myself, um, as a whole, and and this is just my opinion, I've read some, a little bit of research about it, and and I could be wrong, but I think most of us are just too busy with day-to-day life and activities to really get involved with what it takes to protest or to call attention to something or a cause or bring light to an issue. Um, so what you tend to see is that the smaller groups who are more organized, more passionate, they tend to have a larger voice uh, with the issues. But I think there's still room for the moderates. And my goal, my hope from all of this is that I can sit down with other moderates and sit down and say, how can we have a voice? How can we have a seat at the table? Um, how can we stop this? nasty um, discourse that's taken place in politics and how can we get back to sitting at the table across from the table with republicans and whoever else and finding 
common sense solutions to the issues of that take place not only here in Allegheny County, but nationally. And uh, just uh, as an expert, you work in the Democratic Party. Give me a little prediction on what's going to happen on Tuesday nationally. Well, nationally, I think uh, this is just me again, but I think we're going to take the House, John. I, mm-hmm. I think we're going to take the House. I think the Senate's going to be a little harder to get. Um, but I think there's going to be a uh, better-than-average turnout just from what I feel on the ground. Um, and I can tell you that maybe I was a little biased because of being insulated amongst the Democratic bubble, if you will, because I worked in the party. And having since left and been contacted by a lot of people from the other side now with the walkaway movement, things like that, mm-hmm. um, I'm impressed with the passion of the other side as well. It leads me to believe that we're probably going to have a better-than-average midterm turnout. Uh, I think some of the races are going to be very close. As usual, I think some will be a surprise. But I think the Democrats will have a very close, a very slight advantage in the House when it's all said and done, and the Republicans will maintain the Senate. And this is what they're supposed to do. This is how it works. I mean, just about every Usually. every every president has had this happen to him in the first, you know, after the first two years, right? Yeah, usually about 25 to 30 um, House seat swing um, based off of, you know, in the midterm election. Yeah, this is used. So this isn't um, unprecedented if this is what takes place. Well, hey, Mark, I appreciate you being on with us. Uh, it's uh, I'm sorry about you losing your job there, but uh, you seem like you're Thank handling you. it okay. And, and thanks for uh, clearing it up for us. Appreciate it. Thanks, and thanks for calling me back. I'm sorry about the, the disconnect there. That's, That's all right. I, I won't fire you. <laughs> thanks. thanks, John. All right, thanks, Mark. All right. That's Mark Salvas, execu- former executive director of Allegheny County Democratic Committee. Got about a minute left here. It gives me time to uh, give you one last reminder before Monday. Uh, that's uh, this coming Monday at the Montour Heights Country Club. It is the uh, uh, Battleground Talkers Tour. I will be there with Hugh Hewitt, Michael Medved, and Dennis Preger, three big-time national hosts right here on the Salem Network. And uh, tickets are still at $20, still available. Doors open at 5.30. You can get details on the dinner, the program, and VIP tickets now at the answer pgh.com so maybe i'll see you there i will be there monday night we're going to do the show this very show i will be doing it with hugh hewitt uh on monday from the montour heights country club so be listening for that thanks for listening this week thanks to aaron byrne who did an excellent job as usual this week we might let her go to the dinner too since she's been pretty good and i'll see you on monday the John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.